We play on a real diamond, Porter. You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk! Shut up, idiot! Moron! Scab eater! Butt sniffer! Puss licker! Fart smeller! <sighs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek! You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam! Yeah! You bob for apples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl! <gasps> what did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow, noon, at our field. Be there, buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee-drinking crap face! <laughs> <laughs> I have to point out, uh, for the listener... At home, who is not uh, following us on socials, because we will have posted this on socials, every single one of us has different <laughs> variations of squints as our Zoom background. <laughs> and it's, it's all from pretty, the pool scene, too. It's all from the pool scene. Not to the break most... the illusion that we are not indeed in a professional recording studio altogether in person at the same time. But Wouldn't that be the dream? Zoom. Man, <sighs> That's I'm telling the you. dream. Every time I'm on an episode, I feel like I mentioned this now. Like, sorry to break the news to our loyal listeners, um, but we lose money on this podcast every month. So <laughs> every <we're> month, <laughs> and only, as only, we talked about before, we are poor. We're not. We're not <laughs> losing triple digit money. It's just double digit. Triples money, is best though. So. Triples is best. Yeah, triples. Is, oh, I just got a text. Yeah, I got that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> that that, that feels a, a sure thing now. That's a sure thing now. But my wife is sick. She's going to get better. She's going to get better. And once again, we leave Olivia out of the I think you should read references. <laughs> I'm so I sorry. Mean, at this point, I, I figure that's you guys exclusively just talking references to. I think well, we listen, leave. Olivia, we've given you so much time to actually just watch the show so that you can be involved in this. But you made it clear to us that now out of principle, you're not going to watch it. You kind know of like how, Lord of the Rings. Hey, I, was I was about, about to, to say, say, that's exactly what I was about to say. same thought process with Lord of the it's Rings. It's the same thought process rude it's yeah so rude or just a matter of principle at this point I think it's just i mean i guess it's in the eye of the beholder yeah yeah so i do have to respect i, I respect your game though olivia thank you yeah good game gg well good episode everybody <laughs> <laughs> um what is y'all's relationship to the sandlot oh wait no we need you got you gotta do a, the intro we gotta do the intro you want to do it, we're Olivia? Pe we're, we're peeling back the no, curtain. No, you got it. I, well, what if I did it this time? I've never it's done it. It's flyover film Walter. country. Uh, yeah, you can, let, you can okay, do it. Okay, all right. <sighs> Welcome to flyover film country. I'm Walter Lyle. <laughs> I'm Isaac Sims. And I'm Olivia Clement. You sound, and, did Walter sound better than either of us introducing yes, the podcast? he did. Also, I'm a little upset he didn't go, I'm Isaac Sims, just to throw everything oh, off. No. Just to, yeah. I should have done it. Oh, man. Man. Next time. No, yeah, next notes time. for next time. Next time. Yeah, this Hilarious. is a podcast about movies set in places all forgot by Hollywood. Like right? the did, San did Fernando I Valley, <laughs> where... <laughs> where the sandlot is set. I got that right, though, right? Is that the line that you usually, that's in the intro? Yeah. That's yeah. we we paraphrase it, but that's you got very close. Yeah. So nice. We'll, we'll get I don't know it. if we say it the same every single time. I think it's we say it similar. differently. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. We, you know what? We're all our own person, and that's just how it is. That's Except just for how our it is. 
it's it all is all the same person, but they're different frames different from moments. the movie. Yeah, right. Let's talk about that, Isaac. What is your moment with Squints that you're having on your background right now? Mine is when he's looking at Wendy Peppercorn when they're all in the shallow end of the pool fighting, mm-hmm. and then they all stop and look over at her mm-hmm. on the uh, oiling her herself up on the uh, lifeguard stand, and he's Lotioning got his glasses and on, lotioning yeah. and oiling. And lotioning and oiling <laughs> and lotioning and oiling. I love that he wears his glasses in the pool. He Yours? wears his glasses all the time. I don't understand why he does that. I love how he takes his glasses off before he like tries to drown himself. He like holds them in his hands. It's relatable to someone as as someone who wears glasses. So. Right, right. I did. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, I have worn glass. I'm 28. I've worn glasses. I got them when I was like 11, but didn't start wearing them like every day until I was about 14 or 15. But like since then, every single day wearing glasses, I actually tried contacts for the first time uh, last week or the week before. Tried them for like three or four days. And I was like, just trying to convince myself that I liked them and it was going to work. And I'm like, you know what? It's not for me. I can't do it. So I'm back to glasses. But I gave what them. Didn't, what about I them gave, didn't work? They, they never, because I, okay, so I went to the eye doctor, got a new prescription. And I was like, you know, let me, let me get, instead of getting new glasses, let me get new contacts or try contacts. And they just, it never felt fully clear to me. Like mm, in with contact, the that. lenses just didn't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've never had them before. Maybe a prescription is too strong. I don't know. But like my vision was constantly blurry throughout the day and they kept like irritating my eyes and my eyelids. So like my eyes are always, re- dude, the first day I had them, I went to Walmart right after I was like, you know, put them in for the first time with the eye doctor. And my eyes were red because it took me a straight hour <laughs> and 60 minutes to put in contacts for the first time. For the, anybody who's never put them in before, it is it is one of the hardest things to get used to because everything in your body, yeah. all of your instincts tell you to keep things out of your eyeballs. And then all of a sudden, you have to train your brain to be like, no, 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 no. But these little bits of plastic, these can go in the eyeballs. And so you you know you're you're stretching out your eyelids and like rubbing them for an hour straight, and then I went to Walmart with like the most bloodshot eyes of all, and like blinking really hard and like squinting and stuff. <laughs> I'm sure I looked stoned <laughs> as hell, like in the produce section. <laughs> so I'll, and then after a few days of that, I was like, and it didn't get any better. I'm like, I'm done. I'm 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 channeling my inner squints. I'm rolling with the with the glasses the rest of my life. Contacts, like not taking your contacts out at night is like a legitimate concern risk of getting a glaucoma. So yeah. you got to have got to have good hygiene. I just started mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago or uh, a couple months ago. I started doing the like um, the care thing where it's hydrogen peroxide or hydrogen peroxide based where you soak mm-hmm. your contacts in that overnight. So if any sort of like lipids or micro things that you can't see are on your contacts throughout the day this solution fizzes it away oh. and they're like completely clean the next day and it's made my contact wearing experience so much better so i still take them out like religiously every night never mm-hmm. sleeping them yeah. wear glasses obviously i'm wearing we're all squints right now we're all yeah. wearing glasses all wearing glasses, glasses. Right irl but livio do you ever wear contacts i i do only when i'm doing like physical activity or something where 
I don't want to deal with my glasses. Uh, so if I'm playing like basketball or I've recently gotten to pickleball. And so uh, you got sucked in. I got You're one sucked of those in. now. Yeah, I, I am one of those. And so you're, gentri- you're gentrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of people make a joke. Isaac, so like, Isaac made it such a bummer just now. Oh no. I've seen a lot of people like make jokes about like pickleball is just like, like if you know, if pickleball is coming into your neighborhood, you know, rent's going up, <laughs> but it's hilarious because, because like, um, part of the work I do as like a, as a planning consultant is like, we do park system master plans all the time. It's super fun. And pickleball is massive right now. Like yeah, in it's, Searcy, it's the Arkansas. fastest growing sport. They just, they just opened pickleball courts and they can't, we were talking, I was talking to one of the guys over there and he was like, yeah, people can't like park there. <laughs> they That's have like crazy. tons of parking spots. So anyway. It's I kinda, interesting like, that you said that it's like gentrified because so there's this massive park in downtown OKC like right next to the Paycom Center which is where the Thunder play and it's called Scissortail Park and there's four pickleball courts and there's always people there and then right next to it are two basketball court like outdoor basketball courts and it is white people on the pickleball court Uh and then black people playing basketball the whole time and I'm like I didn't even notice it until one of my friends pointed it out to me she goes it is so like secluded and I was like, oh, or segregated. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't feel good about this anymore. <laughs> Should we go weird. play basketball? <laughs> I feel bad now. Don't be part of the problem. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, we've talked about everything contact? but the same lot. We've actually <laughs> talked about like a lot of stuff that's all sort of related to the same lot. So, yeah. um, okay, returning to my original question before uh walter introduced the podcast better than olivia or i have in three years <laughs> i'm gonna bring what jobs is your relationship to this movie who are you asking either one e- of us either of y'all <laughs> olivia you go first okay because i think both of y'all have a deeper and more special relationship to it than i do so I, this is one of those movies i watched a lot as a kid it's a movie that my family and I reference on a pretty regular basis, like you're killing me smalls is, mm-hmm. is obviously a very classic line that everyone knows. Uh, so it it's one of those childhood movies that I just like loved as a kid and I hadn't watched it. I, I think I told you guys this, but I hadn't watched it as an adult until I watched it for this podcast and it has aged pretty well and it mm-hmm. still feels i mean it feels like an old friend it's mm-hmm. just it's just so so warm and so it's a great movie it's so good mm-hmm. but yeah this is a movie that we watched all the time growing up mm-hmm. so i'm glad that we were able to cover it today so that's my relationship with it mm-hmm. what about you walter? walter yeah kind of the same um we me and my family we would we would quote the movie too my one of my favorite lines growing up was L seven weenie, yeah. Like, uh, and then I remember I actually got in trouble once. So I was homeschooled first through fourth grade, and we were part of the our church did like a a quote unquote PE class for all the dorky homeschool kids who like their parent, which basically means that your parents would drop us off at the church gym twice a month, and like we'd play dodgeball or whatever. 
And, uh, and so, you know, like homeschool kids, like we're all really sheltered. We don't know how to like trash talk, you know, or like, like, or do it lightly, you know, and, you know, especially cause we were young and I got in trouble one time. You go from like a one to an 11. <laughs> I did. No, hundred percent because I like all kids. Yeah. Like somebody in the other dodgeball team said something like, uh, like a very light, I, I can't even think of like something light enough for like a homeschool kid to yell like during dodgeball. But like you guys stink or something like that, and I retaliated with you pee drinking crap face, <laughs> and <laughs> I was in like second or third grade because like I just and I just got it from this movie I saw that me and the whole family loved. Yeah, and I got a I got a talking to because of that. Um, I thought you were gonna be like, is that your sister out there in left field? <laughs> she naked? <laughs> that's that's like one of been the good too. points I but laugh like, the hardest. That kind of trash talk to me did it, it didn't stick with me because I didn't know what that meant. You know, like somebody talking about somebody's sister. I was like, I don't know what that is. But pee drinking crap face, I know what that means. Like I can sure. I can use that, that in my sense. vernacular. Yeah. Um, so like funny moments like that. I remember there was one time our, like a, a park close to our house growing up used to do like summer movie nights, like with a big projector on a big screen and people would bring picnic blankets and lawn chairs and stuff. And one time it was the Sandlot and we all went to see it. And afterward, um, this before social media, but I remember a lot, like a lot of parents complaining about how they didn't censor out the cuss words. Like, cause the, oh, they're all, they're all these kids at the movie. And I'm like, it's the Sandlot, dude. Like if you censor parts of the Sandlot, just don't show the movie at all. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you I don't need... remember any language. There was like three or four yeah. cuss words the entire yeah. movie. There yeah. was, yeah. Like he said it when Squints kissed uh, Wendy Peppercorn. Like, oh, he's in deep. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. There were, there were a couple more, but there were like really light like that. Um, and nothing that I hadn't heard from my parents in my house, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so there was that. And then, but my, the more recent memory, a core memory that I have of this movie, and I'm sorry I'm talking so long about it, but uh, it was a couple years ago, I had left a job that I was at that I just, I really wanted, I needed to leave. And cause I found, and I got another job that I, I was really excited about. And so right between those two jobs, uh, my wife Morgan and I to celebrate, kind of celebrate. We went camping up in Bentonville. Oh, I remember um, this. It was in July, and so it was pretty hot. Um, but we, we camped at a real, like a really bougie campground with like nice showers and everything. So like we slept in a tent, but then like we were able to shower in the morning, and, like go out into town and like do stuff. Um, and there was, I think, the Saturday night that we were there, there was a huge storm coming in, and so in preparation for the storm. We go to one of the many Walmarts in Bentonville because Bentonville is literally just Walmart. And uh, there was a Domino's inside Walmart. And we got like a large thin crust pizza, some drinks and stuff. I had downloaded a couple movies on my iPad for us to like wait out the storm in our tent. And so uh, we brought the pizza back to our tent. The I'm serious. I don't know how the winds didn't blow us away inside the tent. It was a very intense storm. But we were kept comfort by our thin crust pizza, uh, and the two movies were National Treasure and The Sandlot. Those are the I'm two steal that I Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> and then pee drinking crap face. That's basically the energy we had in the tent that night. Um, so we watched The Sandlot in there, and it was it was just a very fun memory I have with me and my wife watching these two goofy movies. Not ac- nice. not the actual Goofy movies, not like the Goofy movie, but mm. Goofy well, that's movie a good movie too. Movies. Those are good movies. Yeah, that is a good one. 
Um, but Should watching we cover the sand that lot, eventually? Yeah, that's flyover for sure. Yeah. We're gonna have to. <laughs> I, th- okay, um, I gotta. I said that sarcastically. But I, I gotta point out. With uh, Olivia, do you remember when Devin and Devin Dishner and Jacob Thomas and I think it, and Jake Lever and I would we would like insert. I have to steal the Declaration of Independence into like and, any conversation. Into any conversation you could. Yes, I do remember that. Nice. Okay. Cool. Just want to make sure it wasn't dead in anyone's memory. So. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I hadn't thought about it in a long time, but yes, I do remember that because it was so weird to me that this. It guy, was incessant. It was constant. But it was so funny to me that this guy I went to high school with and this guy I went to college with became friends and just constantly did that. <laughs> Like, just all the time. All the I time. Hope, I hope Devin listens to this so that he knows that this is something that... This may I, be his first shout-out on a FFC pod. I think we've given him a shout-out, especially when yeah, Eric was probably. on. That's true. Um, what I would Devin? love to... I know it's not flyover, but if we could sneak National Treasure into our schedule at some point... Hey, I wouldn't I say would no to that. I would love to do an episode on that. Yeah. Treasure. Let's do it. This is our pad- podcast. We can do whatever we want. I want to... I'm going to do, like, an unhinged nick cage solo pod like whenever y'all aren't able to record i'll I'll just be like i have to watch every single one of his movies and then I'm gonna be like <laughs> on four please shots do. of espresso oh my and, god yeah yeah please do let's do it great um sandlot isaac what's your relationship oh yeah 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 okay yeah, so i watched this us. with i watched this with andrew jensen um I have some great memories watching movies at their house in the summer. And this was one that as listeners and you guys know, I was like very sheltered and came to film like very, very late in my, um, or relatively late in my life. Like I didn't really appreciate a lot of films until I think like my mid twenties. So, Sandlot was like, oh, yeah, like I should have been watching this when I was really little, but like they all had like bad attitudes, were aggressive and weirdly normal kids. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to watch it because normal, they all well had bad attitudes. Well, yeah, well adjusted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Andrew, Andrew, I watched it with Andrew and Gordon and I always remembered it and thought it was funny. And, you know, like kill, you're killing me smalls say that all the time. Um, so wait, hold on. How old were you the first time you watched this? I was like 15, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was like, it was funny, but it wasn't like, you know, the Sandlot kids are like 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. That's how I view them, right? There's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe 11, 12, 13? No, I think you're right on it. 11, 12, 13. There's like, I feel like the target audience for this movie would be like kids those age, right? Or maybe a little bit, even a little bit younger. Or people like us closer to their 30s who like have this weird nostalgia for this time period that we didn't actually live in yeah 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 i'm excited to talk about that yeah well because at the beginning scotty small says he moved there two weeks before the end of fifth grade so he's Mm -hmm. probably 11 Yeah. yeah yeah and the rest of them are probably around there too yeah um what do y'all think about the movie the a Christmas story because when I was doing oh. research for this movie it's, it was cited when it came out of like how similar it was to a Christmas story and its tone and pacing and all that I never pieced that together until you said I, it just now yeah 
but they are very similar. Um, yeah. Very like you know young. Almost, at this point, almost period pieces because of like how coming long of ago, age like, the yeah. settings were. Yeah, and then coming of age, like very much so. Yeah. No, I would have never put those together either. But that's also another movie that my family like grew up. I grew up watching with my family. Same. We would. And then, weirdly, another movie I didn't see until I was like twelve or thirteen because of the leg lamp. My mom was really? like, "We can't watch it because of the leg lamp." <laughs> that's one of our favorite. I mean, like that was like whatever channel that plays at twenty four hours straight on Christmas TBS. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like in our house growing up. Is on as soon as we all ran downstairs for Christmas presents in the morning. My mom or dad would turn on the TV and that would be running all day. And everybody knew you you don't change the channel. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. playing all day. And so we uh, we still quote all the time. Like, last time my parents were at my house, I have two dogs. And anytime they were acting crazy, like barking or anything, my mom would go, Bumpuses! Like, like, (laughs) all those good quotes. Um, The leg lamp, of course, is a, yeah, classic. Yeah. I've been moving, and so I've been writing fragile on certain things. Like I have a box fragile. of vinyls, right? And I've, every time I write it, I hear I, in my head, I go fragile. Must be Italian. <laughs> Must be Italian. Italian. <laughs> so starting at the beginning of the movie, Scotty, um, both of you, yes, okay. So both of you, I think, actually, Olivia, I know for you for sure, you for sure have. Um, experienced like a move <laughs> like yes like this so many moves at, at an age like this right walter did you ever Nah, i was born and raised birmingham alabama okay uh, i couldn't remember ta- whether or not you had houses once but it was like in the same town so okay so olivia you identify yeah. with scotty oh yeah i i was a little bit older i was almost 15 when we moved and i was going into the ninth grade so different different period of of my life but yes i did and i hadn't thought about that until i watched it yesterday i was like oh yeah this this hits a little a little different yeah a little different uh now that i've experienced a major move like this and you're about to move again yeah i'm about to move again um okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna like start off or not start off but like presents posit something to you guys Pause it. Okay, should... Here's the thing. Okay. The narration works pretty well. But one of my problems with the... I do... uh, Unlike you guys, I don't think this is a perfect movie. I think this is a good... A fun, good movie that, like, I want to show Sophie um, and my other kids uh, if I have more. Um, But... I was like, "Wait, is this your way of telling us?" Well, so, do you want do you want to talk about <laughs> with, this like, with yeah. three squints on the background? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, guys, that's how we need to tell each other from now on, moving forward. If anyone the narration, kids. right, right, yeah. okay, but like, sorry, I'm like getting off. Um, the The narration is really inconsistent. That's one of my problems with the movie. I like, mm-hmm. I love how throwbacky the narration is. I love it, but it's mm-hmm. not like it cuts out for like 30 minutes and then it comes back in and you're like, mm-hmm. it may not have bothered y'all, bother me. Don't have to discuss it. No, I want, uh, real quick note on that. I have always and still am and will always be against narration in movies like period? and shows, period. I okay. think, I think I haven't seen a movie that, or a TV show that I'm like, yeah, that really, like the narration really helped because I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> 
to I'm not gonna call it lazy writing, but the, the general rule of screenwriting is show don't tell, and so whenever you're doing a narration, you're kind of breaking that rule, like you are telling and not showing. Um, that being said, I refuse to not think of this movie as perfect still. So even though I don't love the narration either. There are exceptions to every rule. Yeah. Wait, how do you guys feel about the narration in Barbie then? I, I was, was just about, about to, ask to bring that. that up too because they did yes. the same <laughs> thing. Yes. There was narration at the beginning and then it didn't and then it went away for a long time, <laughs> for right? So long. And then it came back up again whenever she's crying and and Helen Mirren goes Note to the no, no, filmmakers. Note to filmmakers. <laughs> Margot Robbie Margot is Robbie. not a good person to say this line about being <laughs> yeah. ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it is a hilarious really line. I loved it, but again, like it, it, that line would have been so even funnier if the her narration wasn't even at the beginning. If that was the only narration, and that was the, the only was bit literally of just Helen Mirren. <laughs> uh, we should have said this in our Barbie episode. Um, but that would have been hilarious. Uh, we'd have been oh like, wait, wh- who's that voice? And you look up later, you're like, oh my, why did Helen Mirren had one line? Was that there's Helen some, Mirren? There's <laughs> something about... Uh, Dean Kane. Oh, speaking, I don't know why I was reminded of this. Probably because like my lizard brain constantly has the James Wan <laughs> Aqua movie on my mind constantly. <laughs> but uh, I love that movie so much. Guess who voices the like really, like the, the king kind of like god uh octopus in aquaman helen mirren no it's, it's uh, uh no oh my gosh i know it's someone obviously it's someone it that is was someone. a stupid thing to say it's someone it's oh uh, it's uh julie oh. Ro- no julie andrews julia andrews it's julie andrews <laughs> yeah julie andrews. people were like freaking out about <laughs> About, I forgot about like, that. Like, who's Julie Andrews playing an Aquaman? She's playing <laughs> the octopus. It's <laughs> another reason I love the movie. Oh my gosh, we gotta oh, talk about Aquaman on the pod. Aquaman when the man. sequel comes out in December. Um, I forgot that's happening. Okay, so narration. There's something about narration with like I, it works in this movie. I just I I can't not watch movies now and like. Like, I, I will give credit to, like, the parts that worked and then, like, the rest of it. Like, this movie feels very, like, they had a cut and then they tested it and they're, like, they got responses or the producers kind of wanted to walk some stuff back. So, for me, the point where they are getting the ball back through the rest of the movie is, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. But it feels like there's so much, like either like kind of empty air like with introduction of the characters i felt like wasn't awesome i feel like when they're getting the ball back it's like absurd when like the stuff flies over the fence and all that stuff like i just wish that they had leaned into that and kept that like goofy zany energy like the whole time but my main this here's my main concern with the movie my main problem with the movie and jess agreed with me and i wanted to see what you guys thought Scotty works as the narrator, but he, do you think he works as the main character or should Benny have been the main character? Because we instinctively like Benny is cooler, Mm -hmm. but Scotty has the arc. Discuss. Yeah, no, I... Are are you saying that you think Benny should have been the protagonist? I think Benny should have been the protagonist. Yeah, no, I disagree. Because here's the other thing. Like, Scotty, there's not quite even, like, 
you don't get the catharsis of like like you kind of do like oh, i finally like learned to or i finally played catch with my dad and he became my dad but like even that's just like kind of tacked on mm-hmm. at the end benny's the one who gets to like go play in the big leagues okay so it's okay. kind of it's kind of like okay. a little bit of a riding chicken or the egg situation you know what i mean you listen i okay I, you I, listen I, I, here <laughs> all right all right sonny i <laughs> see what you're saying like i i understand your perspective but I don't think making the main character the cool guy is the answer. I think that in general, making the the coolest guy in the movie the protagonist, bad idea. Because then there's nothing for them really to work towards. There's nothing for them to grow with, you know. And that and that's not necessarily. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. I'm yeah, that 100. percent I think there's so much more opportunity for character growth in the writing with a character like Scotty. As opposed to Benny. Benny's already kind of like on top of the world. Yes, he's still a kid. He still has a lot to learn, obviously. Um, and his his scene with his, his dream sequence with uh, Babe Ruth uh, was great. Um, it's such a but, good scene. I love it. But it also like, I wouldn't want to see, I, I just didn't want to see more of Benny in this movie. I think he was utilized perfectly. Like, yes, he has an arc too that is, almost just as important as Scotty's, but Scotty, and I, I also hate the, like, when somebody uses the term relatable, like, oh, I don't like it because it's not that relatable. This character's not that relatable. Okay, that's not the point of movies uh, for every for you to relate to every character. But, like, Scotty represents more of the everyman. It's, it's kind of the same. Yeah, reason. no, no, no. This, and this I, is gonna, I realize that. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to sound like an absurd uh, comparison but that's the reason that Spider-Man. I and knew Peter you were gonna Parker, say Spider-Man. Yeah, I knew it was coming. And like, and sorry, Olivia, but Frodo. And that's why Spider-Man is. So- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to apologize. Sure, that's fine. Glasses up on my nose. What do you think, Olivia? I well, think. Go ahead. No, Walter, finish your your thought. Yeah, hold on. I was I was I wasn't quite done. Like that's the like and same with like with Frodo. Like that like, this very unassuming. Okay, but he's a hobbit. He's a hobbit. Come on, character, man. but he's very unassuming. Like he's supposed to be like more of the everyman. Um, yeah, and like he get they get thrust into a hero's journey that they didn't necessarily ask for. And of right. course, it's a coming of age movie, so it's not like a, a you know an action adventure epic. But like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's why I, I feel I, like no, Scotty, I agree. Scotty's the much stronger protagonist. I okay, I and I need to reframe I need to reframe something before I kick it to you, Olivia. I'm not saying like in every every story like the cool person needs to be the protagonist. That's not what I'm saying. I'm no, saying know, in this movie I think that's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think in this movie, like in like I think that they did utilize Benny really well because he's the second main character. Scotty's like the main first character. Mm-hmm. I wish that like I guess what I'm saying is like I wish that they had given Scotty a little bit more to do because you know that he's the narrator and you know that he's the it's going to come back to present day with him in the in the box at the game mm-hmm. um but like and he gets the kind of relationship kind of um resolution with his dad or stepdad at the end but I feel like he just doesn't get as much to do as like as Benny but Benny's supposed to be the second character. That's that's like yeah. my whole problem with it. Olivia, what do you think? I yeah, I I agree with 
Walter on this. It just. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Here's the thing. Hell yeah, brother. Heaven yeah, brother. <laughs> I swear to God, if one of you interrupts me one more time. I'm sorry. Um, my thing is, is things have always come like hard for me. Like I have to work really hard to like, I'm smart, but I think I had to work really hard in school and I always mm-hmm. feel like I have to prove myself. And like, athletically speaking, I am a mediocre, av- like or average athlete. And so not knowing how to do stuff. Like I remember moving to, to Fort Smith from Duncan. And when I went to the very first volleyball practice I went to, they were like doing stuff that I had never seen or heard of. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, what, what is happening here? And they're like, this is how we play volleyball. This is how everyone plays volleyball. And I was like, well, in uh, my little small town, hometown of Duncan, <laughs> Oklahoma, we just got volleyball two years ago. So uh, we don't, I don't know what any <laughs> of this is. So, yeah. so to, to me, I feel like I have always watched my friends be great and like be, be like great at a lot of things just naturally and so so i i mean i relate to the character of of smalls of of just being able to see my friends be great at stuff where i'm just like i am just mediocre at everything i do Mm. i am average and like that's not necessarily true about every single thing but like things that like you show people or you can do in front of other people yeah i i i am just fine at like i was never i was a bench warmer in high school i never actually played i was good enough to be on the team but like that was it you know so so i say all that to say like i think that there are people who do these great things right so like benny goes on to become a baseball player that's cool but there's also those people who are along the ride with him for whatever reason Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know think about think about like like lebron james for example he is the only one out of his high school team that is playing in the nba that went on to play in the nba but like he didn't win you know two or three state championships in high school by himself yeah i mean he could have but he didn't like there were other guys who were playing with him and so i don't know i think you need those other players those other characters to act as supporting roles for the cool guy for the the really athletic guy because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. benny you're right like benny i think by default is the more interesting character but if it was solely so like told from his perspective, the, I don't think the movie would have worked in the way that it did. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think like, correct me if I'm wrong, Livia, kind of what you're saying is, and kind of what I was feeling too, is like showing it from Scotty's perspective is almost just like a framing of Benny's story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like we're using Scotty as a lens to see this like, amazing athlete who goes on to do great things and Mm -hmm. and to your point like it like to have a story there are so many movies and books and tv shows and just media in general that highlight the legends the heroes right Mm -hmm. and those are great we love those um but i think the reason this movie stands out and the story is so compelling is that uh yeah like it has the hero in it 
Um, but it highlights his team, like the people mm-hmm. who helped him get him there and like his friends that like he remembers. And, and in this particular case, I know it's fiction, but that he brought to the top with him. Now, now Scotty is like an announcer, you know, for, for mm-hmm. baseball games and, and they're still best friends and they do the iconic thumbs up to each other. Like, um, and so I, that, that's why I love Scotty as the protagonist because it shows all these other, like the people around the, the legends. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just very, it's just, it's just a refreshing take on the whole thing. So. And a great, great supporting cast. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's most. I think my favorite scene with everyone is when they're on the ride after like <laughs> oh, taking the dip, and then also Bitchy. like when they're trying, yeah, bitching, when they're trying to re- <laughs> uh, retrieve the ball, and they lower Yaya in, and then they pull Yaya out when the dog comes to get him, and he goes because he's like freaking out, <laughs> like, like a cartoon character, like a cartoon character. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Earlier, Isaac, you said that you felt like the first part of the movie was kind of just like slow and it wasn't until they started like trying to get the ball that it really started to work for you. I feel like the whole and this is this is just my perspective. I'm curious what you think about this. What both of you think about this. This whole movie, the first part of the movie is this just slice of life type Mm -hmm. of feeling, you know, and then because it's all building up towards the most insane thing that's ever happened to them or, you know, whatever whatever it is that the narrator uh, Like, says. got us into the biggest pickle we've yeah, ever Yeah, the biggest in. pickle. And so... So it wasn't... I mean, other than that, it was just, just you know, guys being dudes, you know? They're just hanging out <laughs> just playing baseball. And, guys. and what's better than this? And what's better than that? And <laughs> then they got into the biggest pickle that any of them ever been in. And, and then they got into the biggest pickle they've ever. The been. biggest pickle. So I think that's like what make like that's I I like the first part of the movie of them just like hanging out and playing baseball and just yeah, mm-hmm. sure. just being. And I I agree with you, Olivia. That was my favorite part of the movie is everything leading up to them losing the ball because mm-hmm. like. It's just all those little moments that don't like really have too much to do with each other other than just showing these kids becoming friends and just having a summer together. Mm-hmm. And you even you texted in the group when you were watching it and you what did you say about the fireworks scene? I got emotional while watching the, the yeah. 4th of July scene. It Yeah. yeah. It and was it's not just... even like there's not a, there's not a big emotional moment. It's just them watching the fireworks. Yeah. I I think what I love so much about that scene about about the scenes where they're just playing baseball in general is they're just playing. They're playing to play and enjoy the sport and spending mm-hmm. time with each other. And I think what sets us apart as as a sports movie cuz I've said this before, I don't love sports movies. I, hate I love sports, sports but I do not love sports movies. They're mm-hmm. they're just not my favorite most of the time cuz it's bad sports yes isaac i didn't want to interrupt you so i raised my hand i (laughs) gotta point out for the listener at home when uh olivia and i were talking about this a couple weeks ago and i was like flabbergasted that she didn't like sports movies because i was like you like sports more than uh not podcasts uh movies and she was like i like them about the same and i was like i'm pretty sure you like sports more (laughs) but anyway i was flabbergasted when i learned that 
you don't I, like sports movies. I like them both probably about the same. I probably talk about sports more because mm-hmm. more people are oh, at least aware of that stuff happening There's a bigger in real community. time. Yeah, whereas with movies, it's like, if you haven't seen the movie, then it does, I can't talk about it with mm-hmm. you. Like, mm-hmm. like I can't talk about Francis Ha with someone who hasn't seen it. I mean, I can tell them about it, but like, I don't get to share that that movie with them. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, sure. Whereas with sports, it's like, I can share like like the women's world cup just finished this morning and so I've been able to, t- to talk about that with some of my friends because it it happened in real time and we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um but with movies those don't happen in real time unless it's something like big that everyone goes to go see at the same like around or like the a same time. cultural touchstone like the Sandlot. Right, exactly. Like most people have seen the Sandlot so we can talk about the Sandlot, but you know how many people have seen um i don't know like uh, people are are people for the most part really like the sandlot but like not everyone loves ladybird or everything everywhere all at once right like those are maybe more obscure or more divisive movies yeah. so uh, i don't remember what i was saying yeah. before that you don't lo- you don't love sports movies i don't love sports movies but you, there too, was you were something saying, else. I was you're, saying, saying, you're saying you're saying something about no, the, the like, Fourth because, of July scene, right? Oh, is that what we were talking about? Oh yes, I was talking. Oh, this is what I was talking about. So so with with other sports movies, it's like we have to win the championship. We have to do mm, this, mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. it's just it's just these guys just playing for the sake of the sport, for the love of the mm-hmm. sport, which is really pure. And I realize they're you know 10, 11, 12, maybe thirteen. So. And it's the 50s, so sports aren't what they are now. Um, but, you know, I work with a lot of athletes um, on the college campus that I, I, I am employed at. And, man, hearing them talk about, like, how much they hate their sport because it it's no longer just this, like, I'm playing for the sake of playing, for the love of the game. It's I'm yeah. playing because this is my entire identity and this is yeah. like all I've ever known or like my parents are making like all these other things. So mm-hmm. I think it's just pure. And then I love that Benny, Benny loves it. It's, it's his life, right? Like that baseball is life for him. Just, Whereas, just went baseball is life. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that as I was saying, like thinking that that sentence in my head, I almost made that reference and then I, I didn't, but I'm really glad that Jess also had that thought. Um, you know, but baseball is his life, whereas the rest of the guys, it's it's something they did. But Benny didn't chastise them or get, get on to him or get mad at them or leave them to go play with other guys who also view it as, as their entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, this is, these are my friends. I'm going to stick with them and play with them. And they'll take it however seriously they want to, but like. I'm still going to take it this seriously, which I, I really appreciate because I've been on many teams where that has not been the case. And it's mm-hmm. just, or like not even like teams, just like pickup games. I hate playing yeah. pickup basketball with a bunch of guys because mm-hmm. they take it way too seriously yeah. and they get mad at me. Also, they always say something sexist and it just is infuriating. <laughs> and it's like, guys, you all are in your thirties and are like, dying so i don't know why you're you're (laughs) mad at me for missing a layup like yeah i i'm sorry 
I wear an ankle brace and I have two ruptured discs. So I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. There was there reminds there was my church does uh, a I think it's I think it's around Easter a like a f- uh, flag football t- tournament mm-hmm. thing that they do like at the uh, the, the on campus like indoor training facility mm-hmm. and like they they rent it out and uh, I went last year and I'm not like an clear for anybody who knows me I'm not an athlete uh, I was definitely I'm I'm the Scotty Smalls of amongst all the other athletes (laughs) and but i went just like it'll be fun like you know i haven't played a sport (laughs) like in a really long time (laughs) sport yeah like like, seriously you're out there in your all birds high tops yeah yeah basically (laughs) and these other dudes show up and, and like listen none of us none of us is a like a football player okay but dudes show up with the the headbands cleats and i'm like hey man why are you 31 and you own a pair of cleats? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, I gotta push back on that a little. No, bit. no, 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 no. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to push back on that. If you own cleats and you sell insurance, time to reassess. <laughs> and I there stand are many by that. Sports that you can play, like, like I have them, but I haven't used them for a couple years. But I had them for ultimate frisbee. When I did yeah, you, like a it, summer you know, league. That tells me you took it way too serious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you feel about me owning not just one, but two pairs of basketball shoes? Yeah, you got to slow it down. <laughs> you got to slow it down. <laughs> okay. How, wait, what did you say? Uh, the discs in your back? Oh, I have what two are ruptured they? discs. They're, they're two ruptured? Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's rough. Yeah. So you really, you really got to scale it back. I really do. I know straight up. I was we were talking about pickleball earlier. Like even in pickleball, I gotta I gotta be careful. Yeah. So we're all we're all old, man. Anyway, dude, the main point of what anyway. I was trying to say is like, do and like we'd be like people like these guys were like they decided the teams when we got there, right? So nobody's like has like planned out like nobody's been practicing with their teams before this flag football day, right? But as soon as like the teams are formed. They're going into huddles and they are making plays and they're and they are so serious about it. And I'm standing there like, I just want to go play video Walter, games. Walter, I got a question like, for like, you. Like, what do you what do you like go hard doing? Um, like, and Jim, like, Walter's going this, hard. This, this, like, this he's good. good at, he's good at this. He likes going for. It. He's gonna go hard. This is a good question. I, in general, am not a competitive person. I don't care about competition. I'm not motivated by trying to be better than someone else at anything. I'm not, like I've I've realized as an adult is I had oh my gosh this overwhelming sense of peace when I finally realized as an adult that I can I can just tell people that I don't like games. You know what I mean? Like where I'm like finally I can be like no I don't want to play apples to apples. No I'm not super interested in playing Connect Four. I don't care because I don't care if you win, and it's not fun for either of us if I don't care who wins. You know what I mean? The whole fun of a game is the competition, and I don't bring the competition, so it's not fun. <laughs> this now, is incredible. There, there are Walter. two exceptions. There are two exceptions. Y'all ready? Yes. <laughs> Olivia, you like this volleyball? I love playing some volleyball and i will get very serious about specifically beach volleyball because i like being able to dive for it like the sand makes that easy and uh super smash brothers (laughs) bro 
We need to. Have we played Super Smash Brothers? No, but I'll kick your ass. So like you, you hey, need to be careful about what you ask here's, of me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, actually, I'm gonna. We're getting a little competitive on here, so feel free to jump in, Olivia. <laughs> I just, Walter, I have a very important question. Mm-hmm. How does how does one not be competitive? Because I, just, I get competitive over the most like just stupid things, like. That was my problem in high school, like playing basketball. It was like, I know I'm not better than any of them. So like, why even try? But mm-hmm. now as a almost 29 year old adult, I will get so furious playing pickleball. Like straight up, I am using one of my coworkers. Let me borrow his racket. And I, I have to remember, this is not my racket. Also, I cannot afford to replace this racket, so I cannot throw it. <laughs> yeah. So so I just take long walks after something there you happens. Go. You and, do what you have to do. And I just, I just, I want to not be so overly competitive. Listen, I gotta, I gotta jump in here because I gotta brag on, about a couple on. things. The okay, year that I, the, the year that I got those cleats that I still have, um, <laughs> they're in very good shape. But I, I got them for, um, Ultimate Frisbee, Summer League here in Little Rock, Burns Park. Burns Park is the largest municipal-owned park in the United States. Wow. Got to just throw that out. My, my planning consultant knowledge. <laughs> uh, city-owned park. Thank um, you. It's massive. It's like thousands, like a thousand acres or something crazy. Um, we were the Death Eaters, and we <laughs> won the Summer League 2018 Ultimate Frisbee. Nice. It was so fun. It was I'm very awesome. proud of you, Isaac. Um, I got competitive in there because everyone said, "Hey, it's not that big a deal. We just kind of <laughs> get in there." Blah blah blah. Lies. That wasn't true. That was bullshit. Like they, everybody was like <laughs> screaming at me, and I realized like quickly, I can't throw very well, but I could run. I could cut and like beat people. Everybody was wearing cleats too, so I was like, "Okay, I have to get cleats." Like, thank you. So. And at that point, I was not selling insurance, so it was okay that I had <laughs> So I could run and like beat people to the end zone, and I would just like catch it in the end zone. Uh, and I could make short passes, but I, that was like the role that I quickly assumed. Second, yeah. this was last year, like a month before we uh, uh, just gave birth to Sophie. I came back from like working in England, Arkansas, like all day. I was exhausted, mm-hmm. and I came back. Uh, Jess was. Uh, we're having like a small group night so that the girls are upstairs all talking hanging out and i walk in i was like hey how's it going i like give her a hug and a kiss and i like get some food that they had prepared i went downstairs all the guys are playing smash bros downstairs i had not played smash bros i'm not kidding you in two years walk down there they're like oh what's up man i'd finished eating give me a controller i pick duck hunt Duck Hunt rips, dude. And I kicked everybody's ass. I'm sure, I won I, I'm sure you without did. Without having to, I hadn't played in two years. And it's like one of the most, those are those are two of the things I'm like most proud of in my life. That can, yeah, that's that's a good moment. What? Yeah. You have a child. <laughs> and are married. No, I mean like in terms of he like. He stands by it. <laughs> I you know, he by. knows what he said. <laughs> no further he comment. down on it. Yeah, I, listen, um, and I don't mean to. You know, all ego aside, all humility aside here. Whenever somebody brings up Smash Bros. and I'm and 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 I'm like, yeah, I like, I'll play Smash. I play, I play chill at first. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like playing Smash. I'm like, oh, you play Smash? I'm like, yeah. And uh, and then if the opportunity comes up, we play together. They everybody says the same thing. They're like, I gotta let you know, I'm pretty good at this. 
And I'm like, I'm like okay. And I go, okay. I never, I never preface with that because I know no, people, people are do always it. better than me. They do it. And then I, I just go, okay. And then we launch into the match and I said, and I, before we get into it, I'm like, no items, six minutes, three stocks, let's go. And and I and I three stock them almost every time, meaning that I don't die once. Three stock them. Mm-hmm. Three stock them, rock them robots. It's because I like I don't I I really like video games, but I'm very particular about the games that I like. Like I don't all I rarely play the the, the whatever the new one is out, whatever. Right. Like um I'm like if I like a game, I will play it forever. Smash is one of those games, and I play online on the Switch a good bit. And so like I get I get a lot of practice in against people who play all different kinds of styles and all different kinds of characters. And so that's the secret, everybody. If you want to get good at Smash, play online. Don't just play your friends because they'll all play the same characters and they're all the same play style. You play online, you get a wide variety, a diverse crowd to play against, and you will you will either learn how good or bad you are real quick. I couldn't do it. I tried to play online. It's no good. Olivia, yeah. do you play Smash? No, I have played that probably three times in my life and Mm -hmm. it has been the most infuriating thing because i'm bad at it yeah here's something that's interesting that maybe you can speak into olivia i always assumed that like ego was like a direct correlation to competitiveness but i'm realizing that that is not the case based on our conversation (laughs) because you think i have a big ego but i'm not competitive (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) And then Olivia, you are like by far the most competitive out of all of us. And it's the but most you humble. Are by far the most humble. Here's the thing, guys. I have said this many times to different people I have competed against or with. I think God made me mediocre because he knew if I was good at anything, remotely good at anything, I would be the most arrogant, obnoxious human being. No one would want to be around me. No one would want to be my friend. I would never, never let anyone forget how good I was. Yeah. So it's probably it's probably for the best that I suck at everything. I will say, you guys are talking about video games. The one video game that I'm like, I will own you, is Tony Hawk. Mm, I was li- literally yeah. came to mind. I was like, she's going to say Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I which one Hawk. is there one in particular Tony Hawk's underground is probably one I played the most underground underground 2 was my favorite I loved underground yeah um, we I don't know how how this worked out but we always like ended up skipping a game so I had I started mm-hmm. with pro skater 3 that was the very first one I, I ever owned and then got underground and then got uh, American Wasteland which I also really oh, liked. American Wasteland was so good. It was really cool. I really liked the yeah. maps on that one. Anyway, uh-huh. my brother and I played that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway. I Skateboarding friend- is like the one thing I wish I was like really good at. Oh my gosh, me too. I wish I was good at it. I, pr- I played my friend Tyler, who is like a big gamer. Because I bought it for the PS4. The, like, the remastered. Mm-hmm. The remake, yeah. One and, two. and I was talking trash to him. I was like, yeah, I, I would beat you. And he's like, no, you wouldn't. And so we played. We played best two out of three, I think, and I beat him. It went what one. The, yeah. I won the That's first awesome. one. He won the second there one. And then, and then I won the third one. So Nice. Um, yeah. So it's been it's, – it's a lot of fun. But anyway, nice. Tony Hawk is the only game that I'm like, I, I will win. 
We got to get and, back onto the Sandlot, but I got to say, uh, I watched the, what is the documentary called? Um, I forget what it's called, but HBO released a documentary of, about Tony Hawk last year. Oh, yeah. And it is so good, and it made me like him as a person. Like, I didn't know that much about him. It made me really appreciate him as a person. But it's so cool because right toward the end, like he went through this period where like skateboarding wasn't as popular. So he wasn't getting paid and didn't have deals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when he got licensed for Pro Skater 2, he was like, that's like what took care of me for the rest of my life. He's like Mm -hmm. the first time I got the first like residual check, I was flabbergasted. And I was like so astounded by how how I was going to be able to like take care of my family and stuff. And it was like the most wholesome thing. It like made me so happy. So I got it. No, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, have you seen Tony Hawk's? uh interactions like or how he tweets about his interactions yes <laughs> those are so, so great good. oh tony yeah. hawk like the skater i wonder what that yeah. guy's up to anthony yeah, hawk like tony hawk yep, yeah that's me <laughs> that's me no no it's not no it really is no you're not tony hawk <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> walter what were you gonna say well i was gonna segue it back to sandlot i'm gonna do it in a really clever way good. are you ready yeah so in the same way like no, no, I hear, no, hold on. No, I got it, I got it. You ready? You got Here it, go. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> Just Earlier, <laughs> we were talking about, like, the relatability of Scotty Smalls, right? Mm-hmm. And then we were also talking about how the way they played baseball was not really competitive. It was just them playing for the sake of playing. All of that is exactly how I was as a kid, which is why I'm not a competitive person, because I'm not, I'm not athletic, never was, but as a, I was still a little boy at one point. And I wanted to play sports, like with my friend and make friends playing sports. And so I was the Scotty Smalls in every sports situation I was in. And I and I had those rare few friends who were really good at it and helped me get good at it. Not Aww. really good at it, but helped me get better. That's and sweet. So, so was it baseball I, or basketball or any any anything that we were playing, like you gotcha. know dodgeball, whatever. And so. I think that's why I'm not competitive today because I had so much more. I've always, always had more fun playing a game where nobody's keeping score. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not like, that doesn't have to be teams or even like, it's just, we're all playing just to, just for the love of being together. And, and, And like in the same way that the Sandlot is, it's not even really about, baseball even it's about Mm -hmm. like these boys like being friends and finding this common thing that they all love and like becoming friends together because and some of the best scenes are not even about baseball like the when they go to the fair and they all throw up on the ride like that's not about (laughs) baseball uh when you know they they, and when the fireworks happen they all stop playing for a few minutes to watch the fireworks and they have this shared moment together Uh, of course in the whole like third act of the movie when they're, they're they're not playing baseball they're trying to get a baseball back from the giant monster dog like it's not about baseball it's about the friendships and like those core memories that they all i'm talking about these people like they're real but the core memories that they made in this like summer together like in and that to me is what spoke to me the most because i'm like i i related so hard and that's what makes it to me the perfect movie because of all of these slice of life moments that i didn't grow up in the 50s but a lot of those same things still applied. You know what? We should just, as a country, go back to the 50s. It was all better no. back then. <laughs> Everything no. was better, right? No. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah. So I wanted to share. I have, and, y- and y'all might have kind of, like, memories evoked by that 4th of July scene that was just, like, the most special part of the movie uh, for me, like, 
I would play basketball with uh, two of my friends, Gideon and Robert, um, in, at, in Austin. Like, it would be the four of us. And we'd play basketball at Gideon's house. And then we'd night swim. And then mm. we'd go play pickup game and then we'd swim and then we'd go play pickup game and then we'd go to bed at like one in the morning. Mm. And that was like basically from like 13 until like we were 16 or 17. Dude, night swimming's the and best it was, because the sun the, isn't out. It was so, it was so fun. We were like, just, it's like the, per, like I, I remember it exactly. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was the best. Yeah. It's awesome, man. That's what that like, scene reminded me of. Yeah. And that's what the whole movie, that's why I, and I know I'm, I'm biased. When I say perfect movie, I know that's just my opinion, but like it is to me, like it, it encapsulates everything that is great about being a kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, so. And uh, America the Beautiful, the Ray Charles was mm-hmm. uh, his arrangement and performance during that mm. scene was awesome. Mm. It was mm-hmm. it was so good. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, really great. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I think also the the movie captures really well is the overactive shared imagination between a group of little boys who like one of them will hear like a local legend and then like <laughs> share it around and then they all have the same like, yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and yep. so that's like and I love that the movie portrayed until you see the that the dog for real at the end when James Earl Jones comes out and you find out it's not even that scary. But they make the dog just comically giant and mm-hmm. scary and like you mentioned earlier Isaac the stuff flying over the fence and you know him like chewing up the erector set and throwing it back like like they you mentioned like they lean, leaning into the zaniness of it um, but like to me the that was the filmmakers like doing it from the perspective of these boys imagination like yeah. they, they really believe that this dog is eight feet tall and can and has killed 150 or whatever whatever final number that squints landed on like people that the dog killed um forever forever that's another my family my my family if anybody ever said forever in our house somebody else in in our family would go forever yes i was at my parents house before before we started recording this and i told them we were going to record this and my mom immediately goes Forever. <laughs> Forever. Um. Oh, this is kind of cool. I'm reading the trivia. Um, you know, in the scene when Babe Ruth comes to see um, Benny, uh, Benny, Benny, and he says he picks up Hank Aaron's baseball card, and he's like, uh-huh. I don't know why, but I, can I keep this? Uh, yeah, it's because Hank Aaron went on to break Babe Ruth's all-time. Home run record. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. Looking for some some more of the stuff. Apparently, uh, the director, David Mickey Evans, told uh, the guy who plays Squints, Chauncey Leopardi, he told him (laughs) on the scene when he's kissing, he starts kissing Wendy. He's the one thing he told him was keep your tongue in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yep. Man. Who's y'all's, who's y'all's favorite kid from the ensemble? Yeah, yeah, like he has that like mo- moment for me where he starts blah, 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 on his lips <laughs> that just like yeah. killed me. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, um, but I don't know. What about y'all? I don't know. 
Ham, probably. I think yeah, Ham's just I mean, the Ham funniest. Has all the best lines. He's got all yeah. the best lines. I will say, um, I, as I was watching this movie, I remembered how big of a crush I had on Benny. Jess said mm-hmm. the same thing. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. I was in lo- love with him. And then I remembered, have you guys ever seen the movie Little Giants? No. Okay. I don't think so. Have you guys ever heard of it? Yes. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's not similar, but it's also about a, a group of kids playing a sport. They're playing baseball or sorry, football. And, um, there is a kid in that movie. His name is junior who I also had a huge crush on. And then I realized, I think my type is, um, really cute guys who are really good at their sport, but also super nice to other people. <laughs> Cause that's like his whole thing. in, in little giants yeah. is junior junior is like, I'm going to play with the, the kids who maybe aren't as like super into the sport but also aren't like super stuck up so mm-hmm. um he's he's a similar character to benny in that way it's a so, good type it's i i thank you now if i could find someone who is age appropriate who is similar <laughs> that'd be cool but hey, you know, know he uh is not acting anymore uh so he the sandlot was in 1993 mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was in Mighty Ducks 2 and Mighty Ducks 3 and 94 and 96, respectively, uh, and then quit acting. He's a firefighter now. Dang. Did you see that he got, a, he got arrested? Oh, what? dang. For what? He So I guess at one point he was EMT, which I think firefighters are trained as EMTs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he and I guess some other EMTs were. This is like a bummer. I'm gonna. I like. I read this and I was like, "This it's fun. You already started it. For me. I have already yeah. started it, so I have to say this now. Um, they thought that some guy was passing out Halloween candy that was laced with fentanyl, um, which is just anyway. Not I, cool guy behavior. Yeah, not cool guy behavior. And they put him in a chokehold until this guy, like, passed out. And so he was, like, arrested. And I don't think he, like, went to jail, but he was, like, um, on parole for, like, six months. And he was, um, he couldn't work. He, like, he was on probation from his his job for six months without pay. So not cool, not not cool guy behavior, not Benny Mm -hmm. behavior. Yeah. So. Well. Another uh, another bummer. Oh no! Uh, Kobe Bryant. He oh, watched this movie with this. his family every Fourth of July. Big oh. sad. I saw Man, that. I do, that made me I'm sad not too. a sports guy, as we know, but I remember when that news <laughs> broke a few years ago. <laughs> we have our own uh, uh, great Bambino Bino moment where Walter's like, "Who's Kobe Bryant?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. The no, King of Crash. I, legitimately, a few years ago, I remember when that headline came across, and I was floored because oh, that was yeah. just, it was just so unexpected, yeah. so crazy, and just yep. so sad. Um, like even I, again, not a sports guy, I knew how important Kobe Bryant was. So yeah. yeah. Um, to flip it back to Sandlot, that is another quote that we do a lot. Is uh, if anybody ever mentions Bambi, somebody goes that wimpy <laughs> <wimpy's> deer. <laughs> Fun fact about Bambi: uh, when my 
my grandparents used to have a condo here, like up the road from our house, um, that they would stay at when they would come visit. And, um, they had a VHS player and I went over there with my younger sister, Miriam and Miriam wanted to watch Bambi every single time we went <laughs> over there. Cause it was like one of the only VHS tapes they had. So I've seen Bambi. I kid you not probably like 25 times, if not 50 times. How, how do you like, feel about Bambi? Uh, Bambi's kind of like traumatic. Yeah. Like I, I think I'd be mm-hmm. kind of scared to show it to Sophie until she's maybe like eight or nine. Yeah. And like understands what death is because like I just remember I, the thing I say from Bambi most is get up Bambi when his dad's like yo we gotta run right now he's like get up Bambi it's like oh my gosh get up you wimpy deer <laughs> what that wimpy deer <laughs> okay I got a question for y'all why this is another big problem I have with the movie why is Scotty wearing his stupid hat? Why did he keep it? Why is he not wearing the JC hat that uh, Benny gave him at what point when he's he? in the press box at the end? Oh, I think it's just a callback to like how he used to be. I don't know. That sounds too bad. simplistic, I guess. But I, yeah, you're right. I do. I do wish why? He was why would he not be wearing hat? the special hat that like his best friend, his best childhood bud, gave him? Makes me mad. I yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't have an answer for that. I do love the moment when Benny or Benny gives him the hat because it's so yeah. like Benny's trying to be really cool and nonchalant about it, but it's such a nice thing for him to do. Like, yeah. big cool guy moment. Yeah, and he gives him his his spare glove. Yeah, his glove. Yeah. He just goes, keep it, man, and then walks away. Like, oh. Yeah. So cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So, so sweet. Cool. Love it. I Scotty's thinking, so excited. Yeah. I was like, man, if I ever have a kid, I hope I hope that's how he treats other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. just like, don't worry about it, man. Olivia, that's- would you rather meet your Benny on the pickleball court or the basketball court? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably. Oh, gosh. Probably the basketball court, but it would most likely happen on the pickleball court because I don't like playing basketball with people I don't know. And pickleball's not that big of a deal. It's a lot easier to play pick up pickleball than pick you up said, basketball. You said, you said the guys you play basketball with take it way too seriously. They do, and I so like... So you don't like... You yourself are very competitive, but like, do you find competitiveness and other potential suitors like not attractive um, are you a hypocrite is what i think <laughs> is asking no no no. so i didn't mean to frame that like as if you're a hypocrite i'm asking genuinely like we've never talked about this before uh <laughs> and the podcast is a perfect atmosphere I to do want it yeah. in a, a potential yeah significant other let's round you um, out okay um no i'm all for like a competitive like dating a competitive person i think my thing is is like there have been certain comments that I hear when I play basketball. Um, Cause again, it's mostly guys playing. And so like sometimes I'm the only girl or sometimes there's only like one or two other girls. And so what really upsets me is sexist comments. Um, mm-hmm. Like something that was said one time that I wasn't there for this game, but I heard about it later was, uh, well, next time we're just going to play all guys. It's like, okay, so you mm. just you're pissed because you got your ass beat by a girl. That's that's on you. That's not. You should just be yeah. better. Yeah. yeah um, and so that made me mad, and stuff like that makes me mad. And then 
if I don't know if your entire identity is wrapped up in how you do it a pickup game or to the point where you're tearing other people down that that's like I'm all for being competitive but if you're being a dick about it it's, it, it's not fun anymore right yeah so that's what a uh, um y'all ever owned a pair of pf flyers no no i, I was i never even when i was a kid i watched this movie i didn't really know what those were Did i you? always thought that they were like a huge deal and then some like apparently i looked it up and apparently like pf flyers were like not popular it was like mm-hmm. just a branding thing that they did in the 90s. Oh, uh, like a... As a competitor uh, to Converse. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Well, I, I looked it up. PF Flyer, like, that's still a company, and they still, like, make shoes. Mm-hmm. They're still going. Yeah. You can buy these. I'm on the website right now. You can buy the 1993 Center High Limited Edition Kids Canvas Sneaker. Which is 1993 is when Sandlot came out, and it looks it's identical to the pair that Benny puts on. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Their um, website sucks. <laughs> this looks like I made it. <laughs> you could have done a better job. Y'all got any uh, last thoughts about Sandlot? Good movie. Yeah, I think it. I think it's still just it. I, it definitely hits different as an adult. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. I agree. Jess also said she was like, she was laughing, like cracking up at Ham. Especially when Ham's like, hey, ladies. And he's like flexing for them. And he's like so <laughs> and then, chubby. It's and then so cannonballs in there. Yeah. Soaks <laughs> oh, them. He, Jess goes, LOL, if we have a kid, if we have a boy, it's going to look like. It's gonna look ham. like ham <laughs> because he's ruddy and like we're pretty sure that Sophie's gonna be brunette because she has blonde hair right now, and I had blonde hair when I was like one and two, and then it turned dark brown oh. like it is now. So we're pretty sure she's gonna be brunette. Um, she may just be end up being strawberry blonde, but uh, apparently, if you're like a redhead, like you come out with red hair immediately. So. I, was that the case for you? Olivia? I had red hair. In fact, apparently, legend has it that when I came out of my mom's stomach, the doctor goes, the first thing he said was, look at that. Look at that red hair. And that was that. Was that. Been a ginger that was ever first since. Thing, that was the first thing that your human ear has ever heard. Was look at that red hair. Yeah. Nice. Yep, so, um, I know a couple people who they had kind of blondish hair as and babies, and then they ended up being redheads. So, huh. but I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it may it may end up turning red. So, Good. but if we had a a little boy, but it's funny because like Sophie's like pretty graceful and like coordinated. Even now, like she has this little like play structure that she'll climb all over and she like never falls off of it she like always positions herself to get down without falling i'm like if we have a boy who's like clumsy and ruddy (laughs) and like he's just he's just gonna end up looking like ham like i was like you're right (laughs) (laughs) like they're gonna be like a funny contrast to each other so before no go ahead ahead. i was i was just gonna say 
Baby Soph has eldest daughter energy already. Like she does. Mm-hmm. She just does. Yeah. So that's all I was gonna say. Before Walter. we knew uh like what um our daughter like if she's gonna be a boy or a girl, I, I had the very typical dad thing of like I'm very scared to have a daughter just because like I don't know what you know I've, you know, I just, I just I feel like I would know better what to do with like a, a little boy, right? And then since obviously we've had her, I'm like it's flipped and I'm like, I don't ever <laughs> I think I'm more scared to have a boy now. Like like I That's how I she, am. And, and she's only four months old, like she's not like really doing too much yet, but like I'm already like it's just like I just know I feel like I just know more how to be a girl dad than to be a boy dad. And so, I have like, no pr- pride about like a lot of my friends are like you don't want a boy you don't want a boy to like carry on the family name and I'm like I don't give a crap <laughs> yeah. about the family. I used name. to care about that. I, that was me. I used to care really? about that. And then as soon as as soon as she was You're born, stupid. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm dumb. <laughs> but as soon as she was born, that went out the window. Uh, and I, I've been telling yeah. everybody, I was like, I could have four more girls and not have any sons at all and like just yeah. be super happy oh it's so, like yeah. kobe bryant he, he had all girls right he had all girls and a lot of people yeah. were like don't you want a boy and he's like no why i've got i've got all these got my daughters girls. yeah 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 so yeah there were oh go four ahead. girls i was gonna say he had four girls mm. i meant to tell this story during the competitive discussion that's like by far the best part of this episode, but I got to tell y'all now, um, for my bachelor party, not my bachelor party, the night before our wedding, all the, all of my uh, groomsmen and ushers were together. And I was like, I really want to play basketball. And I let them know ahead of time. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a bunch of, I had like 12 groomsmen and like four ushers, I think. So Mm -hmm. it was a, it was a big party. It was fun. Um, but we all went and we played basketball and <laughs> I'm telling you this story because both of you guys know him, but uh, was like the one person who didn't play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> and he like talks all the time about how embarrassed he was oh. and, how, <laughs> and how much he hated like having to play basketball. And I remember I was like thinking back on it and it got funnier and funnier the more I was thinking about it because I was like, you know, in hindsight, like I was, I did remember looking back over at y'all's side of the court because we basically split into like four teams and we just played pickup games on both sides of the court and then like switched. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I remember thinking, looks like really uncomfortable <laughs> and like frustrated. Uh, <laughs> in contrast, the night and we can bleep out his wedding. name, so so okay, he yeah, doesn't receive public shame on our pod. So um, this is a space before, of respect. Yeah, this is a safe space. Okay. Yes. Uh, the night before our my wedding, uh, me and my friends played a game, and we played Magic the Gathering. <laughs> nice. So, in direct contrast to basketball. Could not be more different. And I had, like, maybe half a beer, and I was like, oh, I can't do much more of this. Man, I'm so drunk. <laughs> it was 9 o'clock. Uh, no, it really Olivia, was. I have a question for you. Is there anything, like, sports, why, like, are there any sports that like there are lots of sports are there sports Olivia? there are many sports there are many you meet a guy you meet a guy and you're like oh this guy's kind of cool and he might be interested in me and then you find out he's into x sport what's that sport what is the sport that is a deal breaker oh a deal breaker yeah <sighs> i ask this because i took up rock climbing recently 
I don't know. I don't know. Matt- I don't know if I've thought about that. I will say we talk about this. I mean, the Sandlot is about baseball. I don't want to date necessarily a former baseball player because guy who's like from Boston or like he's like really into the Sox. <laughs> no, I don't like mind. I don't mind like someone being into baseball. Baseball players are a whole different breed, though. They mm-hmm. are. Oh they yeah. Are super douchey. Dude, they are. I my high school. All all of our sports sucked when I when I was in high school. Apparently, since then, so many different teams at high school have gone to win like state championships. I don't know what happened, but when I was there, our football team didn't win more than one or two games a year, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, which means that all the football players, nicest guys, because they're super humble, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they never won anything. Soccer players, super nice, because they never won anything. The exception was the wrestling team. Our wrestling team, out of the four years I was there, won state three years. Okay. So they were nice. the douchiest. But, and our baseball team was also very bad. But for some reason, they still managed to be extremely douchey. So yeah. I I feel you on that. I don't know what it is about baseball players, but I agree. There's a certain something about them that I don't want anything to do with. Yeah. I won't I don't date know them. what it is, but <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Walter, don't date a baseball player. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Were you ever interested in playing, like, softball? I played softball as a kid. I quit. Oh, yeah. Um, I I quit for reasons I'm I'm not going to talk about on the podcast, but... um, Another pod. Another pod. But I also, like, had I stuck with it, I wouldn't have played in high school because I didn't like any of the girls on the softball team at my high school. (laughs) If I had stayed in Duncan, probably like I, I was friends with a lot of those girls, but like when I moved to Fort Smith, I didn't, they were, they were all like, uh, they were always getting in trouble and like, not just like, like a lot of trouble, like all kinds of stuff. And so I just, it was not, uh, what my high school career looked like so yeah so but i love softball uh i follow college softball pretty closely oklahoma city had a professional softball team in Mm. their inaugural season this year so i followed that pretty closely or as close as i could so nice but i gotta mention before we wrap up we have it's my fault um james earl jones plays mr myrtle yeah, we didn't even touch on that at all. Uh, and he's really good. He's in it for like one scene. He probably got paid like three million dollars. And <laughs> yeah, way to go. Um, love making that money. Dennis Leary's good. He's in it. Uh, he's not in it very much. And I was especially disappointed by like how little Karen Allen is in this movie. I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot she was in this. And I was like, she's gonna like. I was be curious to like revisit what her role is, and then she's in it for like two scenes. Um, also, she's credited so. as mom that's it mom yep yep mom that's yep. all you need to know that's all you need to know Reminds i did me not of, I, go, go ahead, uh, oh, gosh, go ahead. do it every time every time yeah. i was gonna say something really stupid oh i was just gonna talk about how much i hate indiana jones <laughs> oh okay well mine's really quick 
Okay. The my, I I used to watch Dexter's Lab a lot as a kid. Oh yeah, classic. One of my favorite scenes is when somebody calls the house phone and his mom answers the phone and she she goes, "Hello, this is Dexter's mom." <laughs> like that that's her character's name. What are you doing in my laboratory? Every time there's a character in a movie or show where like it's credited as just like mom or dad or something, I think about that particular scene from Dexter's Lab. Didn't Dexter's mom talk in this really like high pitched? like sing-songy voice like i think so she was she, was she was like the cliche stereotypical stay-at-home mom yeah you know yeah. she always wore rubber gloves because she was always, always doing the dishes cleaning yeah yeah, yeah always cleaning I always uh, had hilarious. an apron on yeah my twitter name for a very long time i guess if anybody wants to i don't tweet a whole lot anymore but it's been bi- at big bad taco you don't for a, really long time. a lot anymore no i don't but it's a derivative of a particular episode of dexter's lab where he orders from a Mexican restaurant and he eats the big bad burrito and he thinks it's good. He, he thinks it's killing him. Like he eats <laughs> the whole thing and then he thinks he's going to die. So he like says his goodbyes to like all of his members and stuff. And so for some reason that stuck with me. Yo, that I, was me at Chewy's a couple days ago. I thought I was, <laughs> wasn't going to make it. Yo, me AF. Uh, I get so now it's Jamie burrito. taco from, I think you should leave. Yeah. Yeah. My, the, the so you morph the two. The actual at is still Big Bad Taco, but then I love I Think You Should Leave, and then Jamie Taco spoke to me as a character. Olivia, Jamie Taco keeps taking my lines. (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. I I love love my my wife. wife. (laughs) Olivia. Olivia, you have to- You want to talk about how much you hated Deanna Jones? (laughs) I just, I did not realize that that was her from, I didn't realize Marion was mom in this, and so- Anyway, but you hate Indiana Jones. I hate Indiana Jones. Like, Walter, you missed so much this summer. <laughs> I really did. I feel like yeah. I I didn't see the new one in theaters. Um, it blows. But are you talking about the original one? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, she doesn't like. Wow. She thinks she thinks that uh, she's a badly written character. She is. I I, dis, I disagree. I okay. disagree. <sighs> Whatever. Especially when you contextualize them among uh, the other female. Um, co-stars of the other movies hmm. but i'm i'm not saying you're i'm not saying you're wrong like you're entitled like you're to how you feel my my, i'm not invalidating feelings. your opinion i just dis, i just fundamentally disagree i fundamentally disagree but we also you. have different relationships to that movie that's much also true. like how we have different relationships to the same law so olivia what are you what are your thoughts on the bechdel test does that is that do you take that into account when you're considering <sighs> no. female characters no not necessarily like Indiana Jones definitely fails it, but oh yeah, so does the Sandlot. Um, but yeah, I mean most movies do. That was kind of the whole point of of it. But no, my thing, my thing is, she's just she's just a damsel in distress with no depth, and she like is introduced as like kind of a cool like badass character. She wins that drinking contest against the. Uh, dude from Nepal and it's like oh, okay cool she's she seems really cool and then the whole rest of the movie she's just like held captive and has no like anything to her character she's just in a damsel in distress the whole time it just makes me mad I also don't think that George Lucas writes female characters very well so oh of course not i agree with that and we saw in episode two of star wars his attempt at writing romance so yeah i hate sand that's something i say all the time (laughs) (laughs) 
I gotta say, uh, in <laughs> Olivia, you really should tr- try to watch Last Crusade, the third one, um, if you get a chance, because Sean Connery is like, just just watch it for Sean Connery and Harrison Ford's chemistry alone, because they are just like unbelievable together. They're so good, but there's a moment where it's so like the the main girl, um, you realize it's very subtle but you realize that they both have slept with her like within the uh uh like timeline of the movie and it's the funniest thing because they just like look at each other and they're like what the heck and then when you dig into the context of it that actress looks like steven spielberg's mom (laughs) and then you're like wait what is going on so you dig into it and then you if you watch the fablemans it's just basically like his life story. You, like the last crusade takes on the whole meaning and it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, Steven Spielberg like did the ballsiest thing and like <laughs> put that into it, put like that <laughs> part of his life into a movie. Anyway, I digress. Real Freudian there. Very Freudian and hilarious. Okay. So That makes me not want to watch it. It's so good. It's so funny. Isaac, we're really good at convincing Olivia to not watch things. Um, so true. Uh, what's our next episode? Oh man, I haven't even thought that far ahead. Let's look. Hold on. Just kidding. Uh, I know it's Hot Rod. Whoa. Is it really Hot Rod? I cannot believe it's coming up so soon. Wow. The Hot Rod. One my, of my safe word will be time. whiskey. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Why am I saying quat quat quay? Hey little so girl, excited. I don't like grape. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, uh, what does he say Like uh, when she comes out with the Kool-Aid? And he's like, I don't know, Maggie, just put it anywhere. Do you want? You just want to record the episode right now? Just want yeah, to shift let's just into go, hot let's go right now. Okay, yeah. Let's just dive right in. <laughs> okay, guys, let's dive right in. Oh, my God. Um, please... Remember to rate, view, subscribe. Thank you for listening. And this episode is produced by Walter Lyle. And our music is by Corden Jocks. He's got a uh, new album coming soon and a new video up on Instagram. You should go look at it. Our art is by Macy Lummis. She's awesome. They're engaged. They're getting married soon. And I like how we mentioned that multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, we're their biggest stance. Um, Our next episode is Hot Rod. It's going to be five hours long. At, at least oh, should Let's we just do a commentary and, and then like post uh <laughs> oh my gosh should we let's do it i think that'd be fun yeah i like your extra I, work i could <laughs> i could come up and <laughs> we could do it together um and that's it this was the sandlot please remember to share this with anyone oh yeah and give us uh five star reviews on apple and spotify that helps us out a lot even if you don't like us even if you don't like us five star anyway And lastly, you play ball like a girl.